Howdy! This is the Views from the Shot podcast. I'm your host, your one and only host, Tim Miller. And today, Monday, November 20th, 2023, I wish you a happy, happy, happy Odd Socks Day. Today's show is, as always, presented by Big Banter Sports. You can find them wherever you're taking in your sports content on social media. Big Banter Sports, the only platform covering the Big Ten exclusively in college football and college basketball. So go find them. Twitter, Instagram, Threads, YouTube, Facebook, you name it, they are there. And also... After another big Ohio State win, we've got a big week upcoming where we will be, of course, reviewing this Western Michigan win, but we will also be previewing Ohio State's big matchup with Alabama. So, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, but this time I really mean it. Just subscribe. The numbers have been really, really good. The subscription numbers have gone up. The listener numbers have gone up. And would appreciate it if you haven't already joined the club. Please do join the club of listening to this show, being subscribed, following us on Twitter and Instagram as well. At The Shop Pod, we've got content coming out pretty much daily at this point. So, we are fresh off of an Ohio State victory and easily the most complete win of Ohio State season thus far. It's game four. They're three and one with three wins, one loss to Texas A&M and a close one. Today, we're going to review Ohio State's win over Michigan State. A quick recap of the game in case you're watching NFL football or doing something else with your Sunday afternoon slash evening, depending on how you define the two terms there. We will review the keys to the game that I gave in this one and see how Ohio State performed. We'll review a banger bet as well. And then for this show, I usually do some kind of takeaway, right, or observations. In this one, I'm going to have a little more fun, potentially, and we're going to go stock up and stock down. I've got about mm, eight picks here that I can see that we're going to go through on some players or some things in which the stock is up or the stock is down. So make sure you stay tuned for that one as well. And we'll try to get you out of here in an okay amount of time. And I don't know how to define that either, but it is what it is. So appreciate you listening today. Let's get into Ohio State winning a game over a team that wasn't good, but treating them like a team that wasn't good for this entire matchup. Now, going into this game... If you listen to the preview show, I said, hey, look, we haven't seen Ohio State get out to a fast start, and it's hard to see them getting out to a fast start in this one again because Western Michigan, a very slow-paced team, they're not phenomenal at all defensively, but it just feels like another game where Ohio State gets out to an 11-6 lead early, 10 minutes into the first half, they're up. 18 to 12, and you're just like, okay, this is good, but I would like more. Almost as if it's an appetizer, and you're waiting for that main course that really just blows you away. 
and Bruce Thornton goes on a run with Roddy Gale, Zed Key pours in some shots, and you're just waiting for that. Well, you didn't have to wait long in this one. Ohio State got off to a relatively fast start, at least in terms of their shooting marks. They come out, they hit a three to start the game in the first half. I believe that was Bruce Thornton hitting it. No, sorry, sorry, it was Jameson Battle. Bruce Thornton was the player getting the assist. The Buckeyes get a three. Western Michigan responds with a two, and then the Buckeyes continue to score from there. You see Felix Akpara get a bucket. You see Bruce Thornton pouring a three. And this is another thing that we had seen from Ohio State. Can they start to consistently hit some threes? They've got some big games coming up here down the stretch in the non-conference, beginning with Alabama, like we said on Friday. But this is something that you quite simply need to see. It's can Ohio State really start to knock them down from deep? This has been kind of Ohio State's calling card as an offense under Chris Holtman, is a a strong ability to hit triples. And they hit two to start this game. And then from there, you see some teams kind of trading buckets and, and going through a little bit of a lull. But then things really start to look good. You see Jameson Battle hit a couple shots in a row. And then a play that probably isn't going to get a lot of attention, but I'm going to talk about it twice. I'm going to talk about it right now. I'm going to talk about it in the stock up and stock down portion of this show. Zed Key jumps out in the passing lanes, deflects the ball, catches the ball, and then sprints to the other end of the floor where he finishes his own breakaway dunk. No one near Zed Key. He may as well have been Roddy Gale in that one because by the time he had finished it, I'm not sure if there was a Western Michigan player at the three-point line even chasing down Zed Key. Incredible. Great job by Zed Key to show the defensive proudness there and to finish away a dunk. That one was one of my favorite plays of the game. And that kind of sparked Ohio State. Roddy Gale hits a three after that. Zed Key hits a three-pointer. Zed Key is now one of one on the year shooting from three. He hits one to give Ohio State a 19-9 lead with 11 and a half minutes or so left to go. And then that forces Western Michigan to call a timeout. They say, all right, Zed Key, look, we'll let you score down in the paint. We'll let you block some shots and get rebounds. But when you're going to start getting out in the passing lanes at the top of the key and taking it coast to coast, and then you're going to get a you're going to hit a three on us, we can't have that. Time to take a timeout. And that timeout didn't really work for Western Michigan because Dale Bonner hits a three out of the timeout after getting a steal. He also had an assist the, the very next possession. And then he hits another three. And the Buckeyes all of a sudden are up 27 to 9. And this is what we've been waiting for. A offensive outburst, tantrum, if you will, by Ohio State, where they are just consistently bludgeoning an opposing defense. And that's what they did in this one. They get up 27 to 9. They're not done there. Bruce Thornton hits a three, and it's 30 to 9. Then Western Michigan goes on a little bit of a run. And then Roddy Gale. It's Roddy Gale again. He continues the evergreen tweet that you will see every single game for the rest of this season, at least I hope, is Roddy Gale, human hammer, evergreen tweet. You will see that on the Views from the Shot podcast every time he has some kind of an impressive dunk, 
which has happened in every single game this year. Roddy Gale throws one down. Jameson Battle hits a three. The Buckeyes are up 35-13, to and they take a nice lead into the half, up 41-21. to Buckeyes played really, really well in this first half, especially offensively and defensively, too. You give up 21 points. You're going to be happy about that. I wasn't overly concerned about Western Michigan's ability to hit a bunch of shots. I was somewhat concerned about their ability from deep. But overall, it's a pretty one-dimensional team, and Ohio State treated them as such. Then we get into the second half, and this was, maybe you could say it was a tale of two halves. I don't know, but you see Ohio State get out to another big lead. They extend their lead to 20 points, and then to 22, and then to 24, and then at one point to 27 after another Jamison battle three. And then to 29 after Bruce Thornton hits a shot. And then to 31 when Zed Key makes a shot in the paint. And with 13 minutes left to go, Ohio State leads 59-28. to This is a blowout. This is a game I told you about Merrimack. And I, I don't know why I keep bringing up Merrimack. I feel like I talk about them way more than I should. But with that matchup against Merrimack, I said this game should be played at 3 a.m. Because women and children should not be able to watch Merrimack's offense. It is that bad. It is that offensive. Don't let your eyes be laying on Merrimack playing offense. Well, this game should have been played apparently at 3 a.m. as well. Because the the Buckeye basketball sickos were the only ones probably still tuned in. To this one at this point. Ohio State ballooning its lead over 30 with 13 minutes left to go. I had tweeted out around this time that this was going to be a game in which Ohio State's bench players get a lot of run the rest of the way and Ohio State starters are going to be really well rested for their game against Alabama. And then Western Michigan mounts a little bit of a run. They get a shot in the paint. They then get a three-pointer from Zeth Seth Hubbard, they get another jumper that goes in. It's a small little run, and then they go five, the next five field goals after Ohio State kind of stops a run. The next five field goals made by Western Michigan, and they get the lead down to 21 with seven minutes left. And you're not really concerned at all in the slightest. As as I'm watching this game, I'm like, okay, I mean, it's it's nice that Western Michigan can do this. You're doing this in large part when the game is already over. The Buckeyes have a lot of their starters out. So that's fine. And then the Buckeyes obviously keep the lead for the rest of the game. With with two minutes left to go, they get the lead down to 21. Western Michigan gets a couple buckets after that. Whatever, that's about it. And the Buckeyes win. So it was a, a dominant performance by Ohio State winning this game 73-56. to The Buckeyes don't cover... As far as I'm aware, let me do the math real quick to make sure that I'm correct on that because it was, what, 21? And 73 minus 56 is 17. So they didn't really come close to covering. I was leaning toward throwing out a banger bet in which Ohio State wouldn't cover. I didn't. Sometimes it's better, even if you have a gut, to not trust it because Vegas probably has a better idea of how the game will go than you. There was a lot of money on Western Michigan to cover this game, actually. I think about 75% of the bets 
we're on Mich- Western Michigan to cover. So that's part of why I didn't take it. But we're not here to talk about betting, are we? We're here to talk about the keys to the game. I gave three for Ohio State in this one. And even though Ohio State crushed Western Michigan, they didn't really care about my keys to the game. And that was obvious. The number one key to the game I gave for Ohio State was for them to dominate on the defensive glass. Now, the reason why I gave this key for Ohio State was because Western Michigan, another good offensive rebounding team. They were a horrible defensive rebounding team. So at that point, you say, okay, well, let's be strong where we're strong. And if they get a couple extra offensive rebounds, that's fine. But crush them on the defensive glass and make sure that you are able to take the ball away and get it up the floor and give Ohio State a new offensive possession. Well, they went on the defensive glass 27 to 25, did Ohio State. So they certainly did not dominate. It was close, but Western Michigan did not dominate on the offensive glass either. I believe that was tied 9-9. to Ohio State and Western Michigan both had nine offensive rebounds. So did Ohio State pass? No. Did they need to? No. So we continue on. My other big key to the game was to contain the three-point line. I talked about this on the preview episode as well. Western Michigan, a pretty good shooting team from behind the arc this season. In this game, Seth Hubbard, four for nine. He was the one player to really, really keep an eye on for Western Michigan. He goes four for nine. That's very good. However, can you get other guys who contribute? Brandon Muntu, 0 for 1. Anthony Crump, um, already not a known marksman from behind the arc, goes one for nine, just continues to shoot. He says, hey, no one's going to get me out of this slump. I'm going to have to do it myself. I'm going to shoot my way out of this slump and... Well, he'll have to do it in the next game in order to get out of the slump. He goes one for nine. At some point, especially Anthony, like if it's Roddy Gale or it's Bruce Thornton, yeah, go ahead and keep shooting. The shots will will fall. If Jameson battles one for five after one half, you say, okay, get four more open looks in the second half. You got to take them. You go one for nine. It's just a bad night. You got unlucky. Whatever. Anthony Crump, I don't believe is that way. No offense to Mr. Crump. Uh, Consistent play overall in each half from Ohio State from behind the arc. They go 7 of 26 in the game. That is easily good enough to win a game, especially against a very, very lower tier Division I team. And then my last, so I'll give him a pass there. My last key to the game, which I added after the the preview episode, was, hey, let's shoot 75% or better from the free throw line. Why did I say this? Well, number one, Western Michigan really struggled with fouls heading into this game. They were very, very poor at using their fouls. A lot of shooting fouls given up. And not only that, but offensively, they were horrible at the line. Horrible. Very bad free throw shooting team. So I said, look, this is going to be a place where Ohio State can very easily get a matchup advantage here. And let's say, for example, this exact same mismatch is happening against Alabama. If you know Alabama is going to foul a lot and you know that they're going to commit a lot of shooting fouls, and they can't make their own free throws, you're going to say, okay, let's see. As long as Alabama isn't going to the free throw line that often, maybe they get eight free throws in a game, and we get 18, if we make 15 of those 18, we have a 10-point advantage in that regard in this game. And against a team like Alabama, which I don't know what the spread will come to in this one, I assume it's going to be really close, guess what? Ohio State's going to need every single advantage they can get. So, 
Although it's not a big deal against Western Michigan to win this matchup, it is something that you would like to see because it can be transferred in bigger games in the upcoming season. Well, Ohio State, another reason why I added this, by the way, is because they hadn't shot their traditional self under Chris Holtman. They're traditionally a really good free throw shooting team, but in the win over Western Michigan, they go 5 of 11, below 50%. And we're going to talk about the free throw shooting a little bit more in the stock up, stock down. We're going to give Ohio State a fail on this one, unfortunately. They only pass one of three of the keys to the game. Doesn't matter. They still crush Western Michigan. And by the way, I want to bring this up just because it feels like the right thing to do. These banger bets, this is this is a reason why you should be following at the shot pod on Twitter. Let me just go through them this year, okay? To open the year... Bruce Thornton over 14.5 points against Oakland. That hit. Texas A&M, that game. We took the Texas A&M money line. Unfortunately, that hit. We also took Jameson Battle over 2.5 three-pointers. Unfortunately, that did not hit. Whatever. We're still up. Ohio State to cover against Merrimack. I loved that one. They cover. Bruce Thornton over his points. That did not hit. But we're on a bit of a heater here. We took Zed Key over 9.5 points against Merrimack. That hit. And then in this one, and I got this out late, and I apologize for that. I was waiting and waiting and waiting and checking. Are player props going to come out? And player props just never came out for this game. Apparently, Vegas was not interested in setting a line for Bruce Thornton's points or Zed Key's rebounds or anything like that. It was simply team props and spreads and money lines and all those types of things so there wasn't a lot of value on the board I did take one play however I took hey first half we're gonna go under 66.5 points and although Ohio State was very efficient shooting they're still a very very slowly placed paced team and when you pair that with Western Michigan who's a slowly paced team and hasn't been consistent offensively you feel good about under 67 points in one half and it hits so this season if you haven't been scoring we are five and two five of our seven bets have hit we're up 2.24 units if you're not familiar with units you can ask me about it on how that works but i say this all this to say you may hate sports betting you may think it's evil i might even tend to agree with you however we are on a heater right now Five of seven. The ROI is insane. And I simply say this, I add this into the shows because it helps you see how to watch the game. What matchups Ohio State could exploit or could be exploited by. So that's all I'm going to say. We're crushing it this year. Make sure you're following at the shot pod. Maybe turn your notifications on because you don't want to be a couple hours late. If we place a bet and the line starts to move, and you miss out on that value, that's going to suck, okay? So just be advised. So that's all I'll say on the banger bets. Just just be aware that we're doing well right now, and we're going to hope to continue to do well. Let's talk about college basketball analytics, shall we? CBBanalytics.com. I tell you about this every single show, and I wouldn't be so passionate about college basketball analytics if I didn't know what it did for me. Yeah, that would be the proper phrasing there. College basketball analytics is being used by Ohio State right now to self-scout and to understand analytically how do they perform against Western Michigan. 
And Ohio State basketball right now is using college basketball analytics to get prepped for their game against Alabama on Friday. And not only Ohio State, but dozens and dozens and dozens of other coaching staffs and teams and NBA scouts and everyone who needs stats in their hands to understand the game is using college basketball analytics. You want to understand the game as well. You want the best stats stats equipped on you as well. That's why I use college basketball analytics to put together notes for every single show. I recommend you get there as well. You can get a month free if you sign up using the code SHOT. That's S-C-H-O-T-T, SHOT, S-C-H-O-T-T. Sign up to get your first month free. That's cbbanalytics.com. We have got to do some stock up and some stock down. And according to my calculations, we are well into 20 minutes, over 20 minutes into this show. And we all know the preference here. Let's get this done in 30 minutes. Now, the good thing is that you can see how much time is left in this show because it's already been recorded and published. I, however, am playing from behind here. I don't know how long this is going to take. But we'll try to do our best. Let's go stock up, stock down. And I believe I have eight stock up, stock down selections here. So let's get into them. Number one, Zed Key, stock up. Zed Key continues to impress. Coming in to this season, I was very, very curious about Zed Key. And what would he do? Where would he be within the rotation? How would he fare losing the amount of weight that he has? But Zed Key continues to impress for Ohio State. Against Western Michigan, he goes 4 of 5 from the field. He made a triple, like we talked about, 11 points. The steal that led to his own breakaway fast break dunk. Incredible. Incredible to see that from Zed Key. Will we see it again this season? Probably unlikely. But regardless, great to see. Gets a couple of blocks as well. He's third on the team right now in scoring. He's first on the team in blocks. I believe that he's first on the team in rebounding as well. Total rebounding. Zed Key. I said the success of Ohio State hinges more so on Zed Key than anyone else. Can he produce? Can he play the four? Can he play the five? What will he be able to do for the Buckeyes? Losing the weight. Can he still score on the block? Can he still rebound the way that he has in the past couple years? So far, the answer, at least to those last couple questions, is yes. Zed Key has been phenomenal for Ohio State here in his senior season. Stock up for Zed Key. Stock down. Mm. Evan Mahaffey. And I, I don't like talking negatively about an Ohio State basketball player. And I don't mean to talk negatively of Evan Mahaffey. But we still got to be real. And we've got to cover this team with as much realism and logic as we can. And my eyes have been on Evan Mahaffey more than any other player on the roster. Because I've wanted to see, should Evan Mahaffey be starting over Scotty Middleton at the three? And I think at this point, it feels like Scotty Middleton should be starting. Mahaffey is averaging 3.8 points per game. Scotty Middleton is averaging 5.5 off the bench. He's shooting... Evan Mahaffey is shooting 38.5% from the field. And for a guy who is not taking three-pointers in that 
he has taken zero three-pointers this season, that field goal percentage has got to be better. Scotty Middleton is shooting 37.5% from the three-point line this season, for example. So what we're seeing from Evan Mahaffey, we we knew what we were going to get in terms of the type of player that Evan Mahaffey would be this year. Not a big offensive threat, a slashing driver type. He's going to play some some big time defense for the Buckeyes, and that was that was kind of the expectation with Evan Mahaffey. You're going to trust Roddy Gale and Bruce Thornton and other guys like that to be able to hit to, hit some threes and to be the go to guy offensively. But when Evan Mahaffey has gotten the ball in his hands, it's been pass it away and cut. Or when he gets the ball into the paint, he hasn't been making shots to the efficiency that you would like. So I'm going to have to say Evan Mahaffey's stock down. Scotty Middleton, the minutes have been very, very similar. I think Evan Mahaffey has played three more minutes than Scotty Middleton this season. But still, with essentially the same amount of minutes, Scotty Middleton, more production scoring, more production from the three-point line. It seems like the offense flows really well with Middleton in. He can distribute the ball pretty well as well. So as of right now, Evan Mahaffey, the stock is down. Doesn't mean it can't go up, but for now, it is down. Stock up. Health. So Taysen Chapman is the only player as of right now that we know is injured, that cannot play. I would say he's still probably unlikely to play against Alabama. But other than that, the Buckeyes seem to be at full strength, and they get five full days of rest before playing Alabama. Actually, I think, would it be five full days of rest? Because you've got, technically, about 6 o'clock on Sunday. Then you got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at 6 o'clock. Technically, that is five full days of rest. 24-hour increments, shall we say. So, the health is good for Ohio State. Five full days of rest. In this one, they saw a lot of the, the players come off the bench in the second half and play a lot of minutes, giving Bruce Thornton, giving Roddy Gale a chance to relax, recover a little bit, and be at full strength against Alabama. It's going to give Ohio State the chance to go a little bit harder in practices, especially early on in the week, I would say. The one thing that is worth note, Alabama, they haven't played since Friday. They're going to get a full week of rest. They beat Mercer on Friday. So there is that. Both of these teams are going to be well-rested. Health shouldn't be an issue for Ohio State. So stock is up in terms of health for the Buckeyes. Stock down. Opposing man defenses. Their stock is down. Ohio State finally got another man defense after playing zone against Oakland and Merrimack and Texas A&M playing a, a defense that will essentially allow you to take threes and, and nothing more. And, well, what came from it? Well, they got their highest field goal percentage of the year. They made their most three-pointers of the year, going 10 for 25. And they did score their, their second lowest points of the year, but the offense clearly looked more fluid. They got a lot of shots up, especially Jamison Battle, who I haven't even mentioned in this, in this one. I should talk about stats at, uh, at some point. But Jamison Battle... Got a bunch of open looks. Bruce Thornton, Dale Bonner also got some open looks in this one. They didn't go down, but you would expect those to go down moving forward. So, Buckeyes, get to play a man defense. Man defense against Ohio State. That stock, down. Stock up. We got a few more here. Stock up, Dale Bonner. 
So Dale Bonner coming into the year, I said, get in losers, we're going Bonnering. Dale Bonner is going to be a big contributor to this Ohio State team, even if he's not jumping off of the stat sheet every game like a Roddy Gale or Bruce Thornton or Jamison Battle or Zed Key. However, Dale Bonner had not looked great this season so far. He'd been pretty underwhelming. I wouldn't say he was bad or terrible or anything like that. He was just underwhelming. I would have liked to see more offensively and defensively from Dale Bonner. However, today he was very efficient. Yesterday, I should say. Four of eight from the field. Three of five from the three-point line. 11 points, thanks in large parts, hitting three threes. Had a steal as well. Couple of assists. Dale Bonner playing in a way that you would like to see him in that knock down the open threes, get out in the passing lane, sit down and defend. He did a great job defending on the ball today, in my opinion. And Chris Holtman said after the win that his place on the team, especially without Jason Chapman, is vitally important. So seeing Dale Bonner play well in this one, hopefully you can carry that in against Alabama, a player who has played big-time college basketball at Baylor a cup for a couple of seasons. Now at Ohio State, you want to see him kind of get settled in. Stock down. Closeouts on Jamison Battle. Uh, it doesn't particularly matter how close you close out on Jamison Battle. He is going to get his shots up. He has 13 points. So here we'll talk about at least the stats for Jamison Battle. 13 points in this one. He's had 13 points in back-to-back games. His scoring average has gone up in every single game. And in this one against Western Michigan, he goes 5 of 12 from the field. 3 of 7 from the three-point line. Hit a couple of nice mid-range shots. Hit a couple of nice shots in general after a miss. The confidence is still sky high. Chris Holtman continues to want to see Jamison battle to get his touches and to get his shots up. He he knocked down a couple threes in defenders' eyes. Focus shooter. Great touch. You love to watch him just stroke it. Even with the left hand, man, he looks really, really good in terms of his shot. It just looks so pure. So Jamison battle. Closeouts on him. The stock is down. And you hope Jamison battle can continue this offensive production. Chris Holtman said after the game on the TV broadcast that it's going to take a while. It's still going to take a while for Jamison Battle to completely understand what his role is, for Ohio State to understand what his role is, and for Battle to score consistently and, and lead the team in scoring consistently. But in this one, he's looked good. Closeout especially. Stock is down on those, on Jamison Battle. I didn't want to end the show with a with a stock down. So I'm going to actually go with two stock downs here in a row before we go to our final stock up. So, stock down for Ohio State free throw shooting. So I said at the top of the show, I said in the preview episode, I want to see Ohio State make a bunch of free throws in this one. And unfortunately, it did not happen. I thought they were going to get a lot of chances to hit a bunch of free throws. That didn't happen either. But they shot horribly from the free throw line in this one. They go 5 of 11. Roddy Gale was 0 for 2 from the free throw line in this one. Jameson Battle 0 for 1. And Zed Key was the only player to shoot above 50% from the free throw line. He goes 2 for 2. Their free throw percentage at this point in time is just below 68%. They're 67.9% from the free throw line this season. That is not going to be good enough in close games. Buckeyes are going to need to get closer to 72, 74, 75% would be incredible for the Buckeyes. This has traditionally been a good free throw shooting team and a good shooting team overall. 
So Ohio State is going to have to be better as we continue in this non-conference from the free throw line. Stock, unfortunately, down there on the Buckeyes. Last pick I've got here. Stock up. My breakout player of the year pick. I have been banging, banging the Roddy Gale drum since March of this year. And probably earlier. You could probably go back and find where I was talking about Roddy Gale being a breakout player of the year in his sophomore year. We see players make the jump freshman into sophomore year leaping all the time. And Roddy Gale has been that player so for Ohio so far for Ohio State this year. So in four games, he's led the team in scoring or tied for the lead in scoring in three of four games. He's now added a rebounding component to his game. He's second on the team in rebounding. Roddy Gale Jr. is second on the team in rebounding. If Zed Key is leading in rebounding, it's not Felix Akpara who's second. If Akpara is leading, it's not Key who's in second. It's not Jamison Battle who is in second. It's Roddy Gale Jr. who is in second in rebounding. He's also second on the team in assists as well. Roddy Gale Jr. staying out of foul trouble as well. So he's getting plenty of minutes and it's allowing him to produce a bunch of points. Now, the one caveat on Roddy Gale this season, I've been critical of his defense. We saw it against Western Michigan as well. He got beat a little bit. He looks a step slow. He just looks, I don't get it. Like he looks tired when he plays defense at times. I don't know if that rotation for him, if he needs to lose a minute or two in each half in order to get him a little bit more rest and have more juice defensively. But the closeouts haven't looked great. He's gotten beat. He's been out of position a few times. I'd like to see him be better defensively for Ohio State. But outside of that, he has been phenomenal for the Buckeyes. Leading the team in scoring or tying for the lead in scoring in every game but one. Adding that rebounding component. Being able to distribute the ball. Being second in rebounding assists. That, that right there is going to allow Roddy Gale Jr., to get a lot more recognition, not only in the Big Ten, but nationally as well. People are going to know the name of Roddy Gale. He's been incredible, and the stock is up on my breakout player of the year pick. Those are my stock up, stock down picks. I believe that was eight. So there's that. So we're happy with Ohio State right now, right? I, it, it, it's a small sample size. It's against Western Michigan. Going into the year, I said, look, Western Michigan, Merrimack, I said Western Michigan, Michigan would be the worst team. Merrimack would be the second worst team. I think that's now flipped now as we're in the regular season and we've seen the two teams play. I don't know who would be favored against Western Michigan or Merrimack. I would assume it would be Western Michigan and I would pick Western Michigan to win that game. Although I would never voluntarily choose to watch it. However... You still have to beat the bad teams. You still have to crush the bad teams. And that's what Ohio State has done in their last two games, bouncing back pretty well against Texas A&M. This is a huge, huge week for Ohio State. This is the biggest week of the year for Ohio State in the non-conference because not only do they play Alabama on Friday, but if they win, they'll take on the winner of Santa Clara and Oregon. If they lose, they'll take on the loser of that game. But the Buckeyes have a chance to pick up wins against Alabama and Oregon. And even with a loss to Texas A&M, if you can get out of the non-conference with wins against those two teams, that's going to make you feel pretty good. You still want to pick up a win against West Virginia. You still got to pick up a win against UCLA, you hope. But the chances are going to be there for Ohio State to really build up this resume 
heading into Big Ten play and just be more battle-tested. So this week is going to be the biggest week probably for Ohio State in non-conference to simply build up its resume. They play Friday night and then they'll play on Saturday. It's going to be a big week. So how are we going to structure the week? Well, the plan as of right now is Wednesday. Let's come out with an Alabama preview. And then uh, Friday night, Saturday morning, we'll do a Alabama review plus an Oregon or Santa Clara preview. And then we will review that game as well on Saturday night or Sunday. Regardless, I say all that to tell you, make sure you're following on the socials so you know when the episodes are live. Make sure you're subscribing wherever you're getting your podcast. You can even turn on notifications. You can get notified the second a new episode is uploaded. I would encourage you to do that. It's going to be a fun week of Ohio State basketball, an exciting week. Lots going on in Ohio State athletics this week. We'll just leave it at that. Appreciate you listening today. I will shut up before you shut me off. Go Bucks.